1: Time for the Boondock Podcast. Where you can listen to Stephen Gord. It's a kick-ass digital broadcast where we've got big jokes to land.
0: Boondock.
2: Any man don't want to get killed. Better clear on out the back.
1: Welcome to episode 171 of the Bone Bat Show. This is Steve. And this is Gordon. How's it going, man? It's going great.
2: We got a Kickstarter, Steve, and the Kickstarter is in effect.
1: It is. It's going uh, strong and steady as of this recording. We are at 30%. But you know what? I got what, what pisses me off already. Really? Yes. What? We've gone all day without a single pledge, man. Oh. I really wanted to be able to give our listeners good news today and I can't and that pisses me off. That's what are people doing? There's a lot of people out there pledging and those people are putting their money up there, getting tickets, and yet today
2: somebody's letting everybody down. That's all I'm saying. It's almost as if suddenly people don't want discounted tickets. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either.
1: And maybe it's the whole Thanksgiving thing. Maybe people are starting to get in that vacation state of mind. I get that. But there's also a want to be sitting down watching the best horror comedies, listening to the Pine Box Boys, hanging in the theater with the coolest people in Seattle state of mind to think about as well, right? A lot of good stuff happening on April 13th in Seattle.
2: Indeed. Well, yeah. So 30% of the way there, maybe by the time this podcast hits the pod waves will be at, like, 90, 190%. I don't know.
1: <laughs> that would be nice. Yeah. So, uh, musical guest this evening is none other than Wisconsin's own, Those Poor Bastards, a band I first heard about from Old Nick, one of our longtime festival fans. And uh, I immediately enjoyed their mix of fire and brimstone country with, like, 60's lo-fi garage rock It's just a unique sound A little bit disturbing and trippy Uh, A lot of them are story songs Which you know we like And uh, there'll be harrowing tales Followed by things that are just hilarious And uh, I enjoy how There'll be a note that's slightly off Like it's a chord that you weren't expecting Or a word that doesn't Rhyme with the line before it And it gives you this slightly Unnerved feeling throughout their catalog and uh i just really dig it so uh their brand new album just came out this week it's called inhuman nature and uh, we're gonna have a lot more from those poor bastards as the show continues right on seriously this one is going to be packed to the gills with cool music wow so, uh, yeah, speaking of the Kickstarter, as you mentioned, the Kickstarter campaign for the 2019 Comedy of Horrors Film Fest is currently underway. If we fund, the event will once again take place at the SIF Uptown Cinema in Seattle, Washington on April 13th, 2019. For those of you unfamiliar with our annual comedy horror ritual. That started uh, one week ago today and uh, you mentioned we're at 30%. So we've got some interesting stuff. The uh, Pine Box Boys, of course, will be this year's musical guest. And uh, what happens if we reach our first stretch goal, Gordon? If we reach our, (laughs) rather, when
2: we reach our first stretch goal, the Pine Box Boys will write a song, especially for us, our Kickstarter backers. We'll get to hear that song. We'll get a special top-secret link to hear the song before anyone else. And at the film festival itself, the Pine Box Boys will perform that song, our song, your song, live for the first time in the history of the universe.
1: (laughs) That's pretty cool, i got to say. Yeah,
2: that's super cool. I'm excited about that. You can say, I was there When?
1: You know, we've, we've got a number of cool things. We've got a few things we don't want to talk about yet, but there's going to be Well, we want to talk
2: about them. Well, we're not going to talk about them.
1: The ninth Boneback Comedy Forest Film Festival that you've never seen us do, and uh, that's going to be really cool. Additionally, we've hired a world-class artist, Gord.
2: <laughs> we've been talking to and talking about Dusty... Fucking Peterson. Yes. Those years. And now he's finally going to do a poster for us.
1: Heavy metal t shirt art for us. Extraordinaire. Uh, I've been a fan of his work for Bloodbath and Six Feet Under. He's done a ton of amazing record covers. Hoth, really cool stuff. And now we actually have the opportunity to partner with him, which is so cool. One of the interesting things was. Uh, we interviewed Dusty back in episode 68 of The Bone Bat Show, all the way back, over a hundred episodes ago, uh, when I bumped into him at Crypticon, and the musical guest that episode was none other than the Pine Box Boys. So we come full circle, having the Pine Box Boys come up for this year's fest, having Dusty Peterson do the art, it feels mighty good, as Henry it's, Rollins would say.
2: It's almost as if we planned it.
1: Almost as if. And like I said, we've got some other crazy stuff in the works that just blows my mind. We're going to have the opportunity to do this year. It's so exciting. So definitely pledge. Get your tickets. Get your enormous packages. I think It's, it's your great. only chance to do it. This That's is right. the time. If you, yeah, we don't if sell you them want an fest. enormous package. We don't sell them at the Fest, man. No? You, you got to get walk it now. up to the table and go, hey, I'd like to buy one of those packages everybody is opening up.
2: You'd say no. No, no, no can't, you can't may not. You may not. Come back next year.
1: <laughs> so, very cool, uh, exciting stuff. Oh, I, also, I wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, of course, Halloween has come and gone. But uh, I wanted to mention the uh, Halloween Against Homelessness show that we did at uh, the High Dive on October 31st. My band Social Meteor, along with Death Star and Mike Vadova, we were able to earn $872 for uh, Facing Homelessness. So uh, we were very proud about that, that we were able to uh, make a difference. Uh, people had a good time. It was a crazy evening of uh, music, and uh, it was a success overall. How much did you raise? $872. Man. Not
2: bad. Congratulations, Steve. Good job.
1: No, it wasn't just me. And thanks no, again. No, it was all you. Thanks again to Death Star, of course, and Mike Vadova for joining us. Uh, they made the evening a lot of fun. So, uh, dude. Steve. What pisses you off, man? Steve, let me tell you. You know what
2: pisses me off? What's that? I have been in just levels of hell smoke for the last, I don't even know, week. And it sucks. All All the stuff you've seen on the news about the smoke from the campfire smothering Northern California... Yeah, it's all true. It's not exaggerated. It is bullshit, and I realize my troubles are are minuscule compared to the other troubles associated with the campfire up there in Paradise. But Jeez. Jesus Christ! I remember,
1: we used to like run track and cross country against Paradise that school. Uh yeah, I've
2: I've been there. It's a place. It was a place. It was I mean, a place. it's just wow! Fucking burned to the ground, an entire town. That's just staggering. Yeah, and not like a not like a little tiny town. It was like 27,000 people. Boom, gone. It's gone. My lungs are gone. For the first time in my life in this town, I've watched the smoke levels go from unhealthy for certain groups to like unhealthy to hazardous. They're actually saying the air is hazardous that you breathe, that you're supposed to like put in your lungs and face it's just a freaking awful hellscape down here, and it pisses me off. I'm sorry, so, man. So, uh, yeah, me too. You go outside, you gotta put on a particle mask, and that only does a little bit. It's for particles, it's not for, like, gases and stuff. Pla Pla, I tell you.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully uh, they'll get it under control soon. What is the forecast?
2: Uh, the forecast is for rain in a few days, so thank Jesus... We might finally have some rain in this drought that we're going going through, and uh, knock down the fire, blow away the smoke. Because uh, I'm done with this, really, personally.
1: Uh, it sounds like the uh, the perfect environment for those poor bastards tune, don't you think? Is there nothing that pisses you off? I already said right there up front. Oh, well, you did your part, like way at the beginning. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, my what pisses me off, man. Asked and answered, counselor. Sorry, I uh, oftentimes
2: you'll have something pissing you off, and then during the actual titled segment, you'll come back with something else. Yeah, I got nothing. But yeah, go ahead. That's all I've Place got. Play some bastards.
1: All right, this tune from the brand new release uh, Inhuman Nature 2018 from Tribulation Recordings. This is called Heap Bad Medicine. <laughs> All right, uh, once again, that was Those Poor Bastards with Heat Bad Medicine from the brand-new release, Inhuman Nature. I hope you enjoyed that song. Uh, that was followed by Blow Wind from the same album. Here's a little something about Those Poor Bastards. Those Poor Bastards play miserable and primitive old-time gothic country music. Lonesome Wyatt on guitar and vocals and The Minister, banjo, bass, etc., are both legally certified holiness preachers. If you're looking for slick, overproduced commercial songs, you'd better cover your delicate little ears. Those poor bastards play it raw and they play it mean. Be a pal and support independent, anti-corporate country music. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Those poor bastards formed back in 2004, and uh, Inhuman Nature marks their ninth album. Additionally, Lonesome Wyatt has a, his own side band, called Lonesome Wyatt and the Holy Spooks, and he's got like another six albums under that name. Uh, Additionally, he is a published author. He's written a trilogy of books based on a character called Edgar Switchblade, which uh, the third volume of was just published. So this dude is working hard. He's uh, prolific. Absolutely. And he's got a ton of Halloween singles and seven inches and splits and EPs and all kinds of stuff as well amongst the different bands. Uh, there's even Edgar Switchblade singles. Uh, it's pretty impressive when you get down to it, all the stuff that they've got going on. Now, the minister, I understand you've never seen his face in public, Gordon. Me personally? Anybody. They like to keep it very mysterious there in Wisconsin. Ooh, spooky. Uh, and, uh, you know, one of the things I noticed, in my opinion anyway, on Inhuman Nature, I don't know if you've had a chance to spin it too much, but uh, it has a little bit more of a 60s garage rock flavor to it than uh, some of their previous stuff, which I'm kind of enjoying. I'm a big fan of bands like the Sonics and the Fuzztones and, Fuzz Tones. Fuzz uh, Tones, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And so uh, that really sort of scratches that itch for me. Unfortunately, I can't ask him what pisses them off.
2: You cannot, but maybe you could uh, play another song by him
1: that I can do. Uh, this one is from 2008's Satan is Watching. This is The Bright Side.
0: Things are bound to get better Someday you'll be happy You're gonna buy true love And start a new family
3: Take a walk in the
0: sunshine The light is on your side And people are cool Bullshit Bullshit Nothing ain't ever gonna get no better trash cans, man, that's all I can find. It's bullshit, fucking bullshit. Nothing ain't never gonna get no better.
1: aside from those poor bastards taken off 2008 satan is watching after that in my opinion one of the most terrifying tunes in the entire those poor bastards catalog the dust storm from 2007's hellfire hymns you can find their music at thosepoorbastards.com you can buy music there merch Uh, Also, at links to their Bandcamp page where you can download a lot of their songs. A lot of good stuff there. Again, nine plus albums worth of music to uh, dig into. So, much to do, much to do. Dig, dig, dig. Gord's Weird
2: Stuff. You got anything this week? You know, I saw this headline and I was amazed. I had to read the story. The headline was about a man with a 70,000 pound bionic penis. You
1: don't say! I do say. So I had
2: to read the story. And the story goes on about this guy. He's born with this bladder on the outside of his body. What? He's got one ball, one testicle, and he can't get an erection until he has a bionic penis installed. And once he does and turns it on, he had an erection that lasted for three weeks. And whereas that's fairly impressive. I mean they say if you have an erection lasting more than three hours, you should tell your friends. Three weeks. But I kept wanting to read to the part about this seventy thousand pound bionic penis. I mean, that is a gigantic penis. And I finally realized it's a goddamn guy in England. That's that's how oh, much it cost him.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah. So it didn't so, actually weigh that
2: much. Apparently, no. No, it didn't. Which Makes a lot more sense now that I think about it. Which is
1: a shame, so, because if he had been born in Scotland, he could play his bladder under his arm and pump up his penis that way.
2: <laughs> and if it's 70,000 pounds, it'd be like, it'd be like a, a base. A bag penis. <laughs> a base bag penis. Yeah, so, I don't know. A side story, to keeping it international low, here.
1: Sweet chariot indeed. But
2: side note, since... My weird stuff story didn't actually turn out to be about a man with a penis that was 70,000 pounds by weight. Apparently, we, we have a president, and we have these forest fires, and someone finally got him out to California to take a look at this stuff. He's, he's blamed diverting rivers to the ocean, which doesn't happen. He said uh, there is no drought, which is untrue. There is a goddamn drought But he came all the way out here, stood in the ruins of what was once a city with people in it. And he said, and I quote, you got to take care of the floors. You know, the floors of the forest. Very important. I was the president of Finland and he called it a forest nation. And they spent a lot of time on raking and cleaning and doing things. And they don't have any problem. Yes, the president of the United States of America recommends raking the leaves of the forest floor to prevent forest fires. That's how low we've come, folks. We are the fucking weirdest story I'm ever going to tell.
1: Did you, did you hear the, the thing about the, they, so they asked the president of Finland about it, and he's like, yeah, I don't remember talking about that at all. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Th- that's not even the thing. So he made it all up? Is that a whole cloth, the entire raking thing? He, you,
2: uh, Steve, I hope you're sitting down for this. <laughs> the president makes things up. <laughs> oh,
1: that's right. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah.
2: yeah. And apparently, yeah, other news, um, you need voter ID to buy cereal, according to our president. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, we should just listen to a song, Steve. Do we have some horrifying, sad, terrible-feeling song to listen to?
1: Yeah, Here's a. here's a song that The lyrics are sad, but the music's kind of happy. Okay. From Sing It Ugly, this is Unwanted. Much like our president. Once again, that was Those Poor Bastards from 2016. Sing It Ugly with uh, Unwanted, and I wanted to follow it up with another one from that same album called No Light, which uh, is kind of a completely different type of tune. It just sort of shows the range this band has, and you can have a song that is simple, just a guitar and vocal melody, but will still get stuck in your head for hours so uh, very cool stuff why don't we do some multimedia triage man have uh, you been watching listening to playing anything lately uh yeah i saw overlord i saw overlord it, too what'd you think i thought it was really really fun
2: yeah, I, I, I had time. a great time it was exactly what i wanted what i expected uh, the sound design was fun.
1: Yeah, definitely. The, the
2: story was fun. The the visual, the whole thing was great. I loved it.
1: Yeah. I like that actor, Wyatt Russell. He was in uh, Everybody Wants Some, that baseball movie from Richard Linklater a couple of years ago, which is, uh, you know, in some ways a sequel to Dazed and Confused, and... It just uh it, he is great in that role and uh, to see him doing other stuff is uh really fun it's a different kind of character completely but uh still totally likable and uh good time i like the the zombie design or whatever they are in this yeah, film. i call
2: them creatures there's some Cre- creature creepy, design
1: creepy crawly creatures in it they're a lot of fun
2: yeah yeah tough tough too
1: and I like the fact that, you know, it it really is more of an action film than a horror film. You know, it can have the yeah. trappings of horror, but it doesn't have to be just that. It can be a war movie, essentially.
2: Yeah, it starts out as a war movie and then again, goes into a horror movie territory, so call it whatever you will. I, I just thought it was a, a really fun movie. If you want to just kind of turn off your brain and, and enjoy a big, exciting adventure, then it's a great movie to watch.
1: That's right. You know, what's kind of fun too is that, you know, you don't, these days, it's not that often that you see a trailer and the movie is exactly what you hoped the trailer would be. And I feel like Overlord did that perfectly.
2: That's fun because I have been literally closing my eyes or walking out of the theater every time that trailer has come on. And it's (laughs) been a bunch. So I didn't see any of the trailer past like them jumping out of the airplane. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, so it wasn't easy, but I avoided it.
1: I saw a couple of movies uh, recently as well. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, the Queen film. Did you see that? No, can't say that I did.
2: It's, probably, I might watch it, I don't know.
1: It depends on your appreciation for biopics, but the music sections in the Isn't film... Is that like biopics? I've never heard it pronounced biopics. I've never the heard voice. it pronounced Bioshock. Biopic. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... The, you know, the all the musical scenes, either when they're playing live or they're in the studio and they're putting a song together like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody or another one, Bites of Dust, are just electrifying. It's really well done. Those parts are fantastic. And uh, Rami Malek, the guy from uh, Mr. Robot, does a yeah. amazing job playing Freddie Mercury. But uh, sort of the, the there are other parts of the film that get a little bit bogged down in melodrama. And you kind of, okay, come on, let's get back to the music. At least for me, I don't know. And maybe that's because I'm a music guy. But I felt like you wanted to spend more time on those moments when they were gelling as a band and seeing how that all came together. So, uh, you know, those parts are definitely worth the price of admission alone. And their performance at Live Aid is almost completely redone. Like, they must have spent 15 or 20 minutes on that set. And, you know, it wasn't much longer than that in real life. So it's amazing what they do with the music in the film. and very fun and uh, definitely worth checking out.
2: All right. Other, hey, you know I I finally yeah. saw Sorry to Bother You because I, I just failed to see it in the theater. Not for lack of trying. Mm-hmm. And everything you said about that movie is 100% right. That movie is so much fun. That is, <laughs> that is a great film. It's such and a, everybody should see it.
1: It's such a what-the-fuck movie especially if you somehow are able to avoid any spoilers about it.
2: Yeah, don't watch any anything you, you about don't it. Don't read. Know don't until talk it to anybody.
1: Yeah, you don't want to know until it happens. Yeah, I watched that movie
2: twice in one week. I watched it for the first time with one friend and then I have another friend who's into films and I sat down and we watched it together and it was a lot of fun watching it again and watching their reaction.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah. Yeah, check that out. What else? I also watched uh, The Haunting of Hill House all the way through.
1: Yeah, what'd you think?
2: I liked it a lot up until, like, the last episode. And, you know, I'm not going to let that last episode, like, ruin the whole thing for me. I still got nine hours of good enjoyment out of that ten-hour
1: series. Yeah, yeah, I I can see that. I thought that the acting was great. The casting was really strong. There were some great visuals and some totally creepy scenes. I got there's,
2: genuinely scared a couple of times. But I jumped.
1: There's a number of things that if you think about it too hard, you're like, "What? wait a minute. That that wouldn't happen. No, no, fuck you. <laughs> so I found myself like the more time I spent thinking about it, the more it didn't work for me. So at, at some point I had to just stop thinking about it.
2: Yeah. Without really giving away any spoilers here, I grew up in a house that was about a hundred years old that we were restoring. And I grew up around other people who were also restoring old houses. Hell, you and I worked on a not hundred year old house, but we worked on an old house together. Yes, we did. Restoring it. That's right. There is no, I'm telling you, there is no fucking way in the world that somebody buys a house to restore. There's a room they can't unlock and they keep like going, Huh? I can't find the key to this door. <laughs> no. That's the single least believable part of that entire supernatural ghost story.
1: That it's a universe with ghosts and yet no sawzalls.
2: Right. You don't own a, a sledgehammer, a chainsaw, <laughs> a cinder block, a cutting torch, nothing. There's, there's no way. You're in this house like fixing it for months at a time, and there's this one room. Oh,
1: wonder what's in there.
2: No. You own that shit. Oh, you're in every key, single...
1: None it. of the keys on this keychain works. Oh, well, fuck it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's like the first thing you do is you explore every nook and cranny of the house. Yeah. And you're probably taking all the doors off anyway. Other than
1: that, I enjoyed it. <laughs> there you go. Another creepy film I just saw was the uh, new Suspiria remake, Gordon yes i know you weren't a fan of the original Suspiria. you kind of laughed i enjoyed it because i'm a metalhead and it had a big loud soundtrack and it was garish and lots of reasons for the same reasons maybe that i like mandy (laughs) (laughs) you like
2: bright shiny shitty movies (laughs) yes exactly
1: (laughs) So, uh, you know, Suspiria, the original for me, I I enjoyed it for what it is. And so this new one, uh, Luca Guadagnino, who did uh, Call Me By Your Name, has uh, rewritten and uh, directed a remake of the Dario Argento semi-classic, I guess you'd call it. And uh, it's interesting because whereas the original film, I think of that as sort of like a fevered fairy tale. It starts out with a girl going through the woods and, You know, her dance academy happens to be run by witches and madness ensues. And where the original film did this with like crazy colors and shapes and shadows and, you know, general sort of cartoonish creepiness. This film tries to ground the same story in like as realistically real world as possible. So there's a lot of belaboring of German history at the time and the Bader meinhof gang and the Berlin Wall, which you can actually see from the front door of the dance studio. And there's a doctor, a psychiatrist who was in an internment camp during the Holocaust with his wife. And like, there's just all this history that piles up throughout the film, but in the end is essentially fucking meaningless. In the end, you go through all of this history and story and plot and brown and gray, and they call it a, a story in six parts and an epilogue, but the sixth part is fucking insane-o-great. Like oh, really? Yes, and reminiscent of Argento and then fucking then some. Like, just crazy over-the-top Grand Guignol stuff. So... It takes a while to get there, and the movie's two and a half hours long, and 20 minutes of it is fantastic, crazy-go-nuts mayhem. But there's a lot of sort of waiting around to get there, and a lot of talking, and a lot of history that's ultimately meaningless to get to that point. So it, it depends on your tolerance for that sort of thing. Like Haunting of Hill House, there is a lot of... Time is spent in the dance studio that is suspenseful or creepy, but not really scary. So there is a lot to take in there as a horror fan, and I'm glad I saw it, but, you know, at the end, my wife has asked, so what'd you think of it? And it's kind of, well, it was interesting, but I I didn't love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for 20 minutes of it, it was fucking awesome. So, it's kind of a mixed bag. I'd say if you're a fan of the original, definitely see it. If you're a a gore hound, a hardcore horror fan, see it. If, you know, you like Shape of Water and you occasionally go to a horror movie, don't see this. This is not for you.
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. Why the Shape of Water?
1: I don't know, because it was an Academy Award winning quote-unquote horror film. Monster movie horror. People call that a horror film? I guess it's not a horror film, but it's horror-adjacent, certainly. Uh, okay. Hereditary would be another like art house horror movie, but Yeah,
2: I would agree with that, sure.
1: Anyway, that's what I think. What the fuck do I know?
2: I don't know. You got a podcast, so I think that makes you someone special.
1: So what else you got, man?
2: That's it, man. That's that's all that's all I got. I mean I'm I'm old. I'm playing through Destiny two. I, I finished um Battle Tech, and I'm waiting for the DLC. You're not going to listen to me and learn anything new at this point beyond what I've already said. You know, I'm the world's most boring man.
1: You wanted another what pisses me off from me. I mean, this is an old saw that I've said time and again, but okay, not having it. enough time to play video games pisses me off, especially in the midst of a Kickstarter campaign, man. We got Red Dead Redemption 2. I played like six hours of it, and I haven't gotten back to it. I just picked up Fallout seventy six. I installed it, and I haven't. I, I spent more time installing it than I have playing it.
2: I was going to say, what are you doing? You told me to buy Destiny two like a month and a half ago. I know, we haven't played and I once. haven't
1: had a chance to play that with you either. So it's just like fucking no time to game, Ugh, killing me. But you, you know, know, the upside
2: though is once we, we have are this sourcing...
1: awesome, yeah. We're sourcing
2: some pretty flipping great horror shorts. And that, yeah, I can't really talk about those on the podcast, so I I'm, know. I'm seeing things. I'm getting some submissions from some interesting people with some perspectives perhaps we haven't seen very much of before. I'm psyched about some of the horror shorts that I'm unearthing. But this is not the time nor the place, Steve. Well, I guess it's the place, it's just not the time. <laughs> it's not the time, guys.
1: All right, well, why don't we listen to a little more music and uh, wrap this bad boy up? Wrap it up. All right, uh, this tune is, uh, we're going to go back to 2014. The album is Vicious Losers for this one, also from Tribulation Records, and this is called Give Me Drugs.
3: Give me drugs. So I can go outside Give me drugs I think I lost my mind Oh, I'm scared when I'm not numb Give me drugs So I can go to sleep Give me drugs So I can Stay awake Oh I'm scared When I'm not numb Though life Is unbearable Somehow you Learn to bear it And all your Come on, you got to share it Give me drugs So I don't have to think Give me drugs So I can concentrate
1: Once again, from Those Poor Bastards, that was Give Me Drugs from 2014's Vicious Losers. And just because it seemed like it was appropriate, from their very first 2004 country bullshit EP, The Pills I Took. See what I did there? Mm, yeah, did you good have, job. Give Me Drugs, and they followed it up with The Pills I Took. Yeah. Again, you can find more awesome music just like that at Those Poor Bastards. Com. All right, uh, well, once again, uh, I'd like to thank those poor bastards for allowing us to share their music on the show. Our usual bullshit, you can reach the show at 425-296-6557 or via email to steve at bonehand.com. Got new content on bonehand.com every once in a while. It's also the home of the Heavy Half Hour.
2: And you can find my stuff on mighty wombat.com You're a
1: cartoonist of sorts, are you not?
2: I am. I'll draw a cartoon. I'll draw a silly picture. I'll even draw a t-shirt design if you want. Now we got the Facebook thing. You got the Twitter thing. Because you don't mind waiting around in that Twitter cesspool. More power to you.
1: I do. We've got a uh, bone hand over on Twitter. We also have a Bone Bat Twitter feed where we often post things about the film festival as well as likes of... Uh, Bone Bat musical guests and things of that nature. Uh, we also have a Facebook group where you might find sweet deals on music, jokes, cartoons from Gord, all kinds of other stuff. And then, uh, once again, we have an event page for the Bone Bat Comedy of Horrors Film Fest. Each day, uh, we celebrate the previous day's pledges with a short from last year's festival. So if you want to see all the, what all the fuss is about, you can check that out and uh, follow along with us as we revisit some of our favorite moments from the 2018 festival. Again, uh, great stuff forthcoming. So, uh, you can get your tickets now through the Kickstarter page and, uh, We hope to see you there with us. Uh, As Gordon mentioned, we've got great films lined up. We have a spectacular musical guest. The Pine Box Boys are amazing. This will be their third time at the fest, and uh, people ask for them by name. No kidding. Uh, Dusty Peterson, we've got amazing art that you will be seeing a a taste of very soon. We're going to have some awesome new sponsors we haven't had before, which we're really excited about. So there's a lot of amazing stuff. Uh, coming up in this year's fest that's it we're done once again thank you for listening if you like what we do please spread the word and tell a friend Uh, our final tune tonight taken from the 2016 Necrosphere EP this tune is called Muchos Muertos I hope you dig it once again I'm Steve this is Gord have a good one
2: I do have a good one
1: what is a good one in Spanish? Yo tengo uno bueno uno
0: It's so hard to stay away, it's so hard to sleep, oh choke
1: Dig, dig, dig. (laughs)